Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bay Watched podcast, the podcast where two ordinary people, me and Rich, are watching Baywatch one episode at a time. We've made it to season two, episode seven, and it's called Sandcastles. Rich, are you hyped for the episode? Speak for yourself, Dave, because I'm not normal. (laughs) (laughs) I think two pasty white... 30 somethings who've never been to Malibu yeah. uh, is is a is a perfect setup to watch Baywatch one at a time. What do I think of sandcastles? I would have been happier if there had been some sandcastles in it. <laughs> Personally, I was hoping for some sort of giant sandcastle building competition. It would have been so much better. Shall I read the bio so people know what they can expect? Uh, yeah, I suppose it's crafty. Yeah. Hobie meets a homeless girl named Charlie who's about his age and gets Mitch to help Charlie find her missing mother. Meanwhile, Eddie gets stabbed by a crazed homeless man known as Hector the Collector and becomes determined to track him down. Hector and Charlie's paths cross when he steals her journal, in which Charlie is determined to retrieve. Also, Harvey ends up temporarily homeless himself when his girlfriend throws him out of his place due to his compulsive gambling habits. But he finds another house with a bevy of attractive airline stewardesses as his roommates. (sighs) And breathe, Dave. Yeah, I mean, that's that's basically it. That's You know what happens now. Yeah. <laughs> so we're joined by Kate for this episode. Kate, one yeah. of our, our regular guest stars, who we like to get on for, especially for episodes that make no sense, because oh. Kate can somehow, has a magic power of explaining it to us and somehow, somehow working it out. So she's been great on this one. And we do have to say, there is a bit of an audio issue. Like Dave had a bit of a problem, yeah. um, and his audio is not amazing, so we, we apologize for that. But it's not too bad, it's listenable, isn't it, Dave? It is. I've, I've edited to it, and it gives you that whole I feel like it's a rustic sound. So, uh, <laughs> it sounds well, like you're on the Zoom call with us. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is Sandcastles. Enjoy. So the first thing we should really talk about is the name of this episode. It's called Sandcastle. Can anyone work out why? It's frustrating me. I, I barely saw any sand, let alone castles. Yeah, I am so, so disappointed that there were no sandcastles in it. I love a sandcastle. I love yeah. building them. I love looking at them. I love planning them. I went on holiday when I was about 20. It was my 31st birthday. So before I had kids and... My birthday's in the middle of summer, just went to the Isle of Wight, spent the whole day building a massive sandcastle, got loads of admiring looks from passers-by, which quickly then turned into, like, where are the children, what is she doing, this weird woman? <laughs> but yeah, where are the sandcastles? Unless it, unless it was a reference to the whole homeless vibe of, you know, you build a home out of the materials that you have around you, which seem to be lots of cardboard boxes and fire and weird trees was that the mm. bit in the beginning it kind of looked like it was a building with lots of columns but and there might have been trees in it but yeah no sand there was hardly any beach time at all was there i thought no. at one point eddie was going to build sandcastles for homeless people to live in mm. that would be the that would be the twist but no that would have been a better episode i mean to be fair that'd be slightly more interesting than the dross we've just had to watch there is there is a Hey Dougie episode on sandcastles where they do build a, a, a sandcastle for crabs to live in, Mr and Mr Crab. Which but, I hey, guarantee you is more fun to watch than this. Yeah, <laughs> it's the sandcastle badge if anybody wants to. 
Dave's looking confused because he doesn't have children and doesn't know what Hey Dougie is. <laughs> no, I know what I know what Doug is. No, is not it? Doug. No, Hey Dougie. Hey, hey Dougie. Dougie is a a kids show about a dog who's what a scout leader. It's a scout. And then he has yeah his squirrels who is like five little kids who are all different animals, and it's awesome. It's worth the license fee, people. It's brilliant. It it's worth watching what? kids TV. It's worth seeing through Bing to to watch. Oh, I don't. Hey, I know what Bing is. I don't like Bing. <laughs> it makes seeing through an episode of Bing worth it. I tell you what, Dave. It, when you finish this, Google the Hey Dougie the Stick Badge. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. You will never get the stick song out of your head ever again. I still to get George to brush his teeth at night. I have to sing him the toothbrush song from yeah, Hey Dougie. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would, again, I would I'd recommend looking it up. <laughs> I will do, but it's like you're just talking French to me. <laughs> to be honest, at this point, I don't want to know what to make of it. I just, well, I just, I just like the fact that on the last few episodes, we've managed to talk about a completely different TV show for at least a minute or two of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, because this episode was so rubbish. Yeah. It was sort of back to classic Baywatch, though, wasn't it? Do you not think like uber shit montages, mm. um, a some sort of white person who saves the day, and you know, no mix. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and you're right; they had the three storylines, and one of them was completely pointless, which was the yeah. um, what's his name, Harvey storyline. Harvey storyline. Oh yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask you if they if they ditched the whole multiple storylines in the episode because. <laughs> Because I just I completely missed that one. The Harvey one was he got made homeless, but then it was all right because he had the the episode. And I'm going to say episode because it was obviously a real fantasy for him of the the bit in the pool, the pervy bit. Just say the pervy bit. The pervy the, bit. The, the pervy bit. Oh my god! Oh my god! So I was a little worried he'd knocked himself out. Was having a wet dream. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally, because he was in a swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> But was that meant to represent? Because obviously, there's the other storyline with the homeless girl and all the homeless people in LA. And then Harvey was also meant to be homeless. Was I meant to feel sorry that he could end up on the streets? Or was there meant to be some representation somewhere that I completely missed? I guess maybe I was... the point was he homelessness can happen to anybody. I think that was one of when Shawnee and Eddie were talking about people who are being made homeless, it, you know, homelessness is. Can, is everyone's problem, as Shawnee says, and it you know Harvey's a successful man about town. He's glamorous, you know. He's got he's got a good job. He's you know with a different woman every night, which apparently is why he and he's gambling a lot, and therefore that's why he gets kicked out. I, I thought that was going to be the storyline. I thought he's going to be a gambler. I mean, he wrote it down. I was like, Harvey's got gambling problems. This is where we're going, <laughs> and then it's never mentioned again. It's never mentioned again. He sleeps in the, the lifeguarding station or the you know the headquarters, and then yeah. he wanders around with this massive bag, comes across an empty swimming pool, which seems to be nowhere by the beach, has his moment, which we can talk about in a moment, and then and then that's it. There's no like there's yeah. a brilliant bit in Baywatch headquarters where he's delivered a pizza, but he's delivered a pizza to the sofa. He doesn't go and answer the door or anything. How did he no. get Domino's to do it? 
I remember when we were kids, Kate, and we got drunk in Bedgrove Park and got Domino's to deliver pizza to Bedgrove Park. <laughs> but but uh, I, I didn't know you could get delivered to Baywatch headquarters. And not allowed, not only that, but the pizza man would come in, the, come in, find you somewhere in Bed, Baywatch headquarters, and then hand you the pizza and count out all your change. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you reckon yeah. they got paid for that marketing as well, for Domino's? That's the first piece I can, I can remember on, Domino, on Baywatch. Like yeah, of, um, they might have done. Yeah, I can't say I can't think of anything else when they were like a big Coke bottle or whatever. Like it's quite as obvious as that. Yeah, I think that product placement, wasn't it? That's mm. the word I was looking for. Product placement. <laughs> I was going to ask about why they put that little scene of Harvey getting a phone number just before the fantasy as well. What point that was? Yeah, what was that all about? It was just really weird. What, just, what did I miss? Harvey, I a, a girl on the beach gives Harvey her phone number. Just before the fancy scene. Literally just before he finds the swimming pool. Yes, yes. Now, I didn't, I forgot about that because he's walking, I think this must have been a... a, The big bag. Yeah, it was the big bag. So he was walking with the big bag across the the beach. This woman hands him a a phone number and he's walking, but looking behind him following the, the woman. And he must trip over a woman in front of him. Because yeah. when he carries on <laughs> and she's laughing, like looking around as though that wasn't meant to happen. Yeah, there's like sand all over the towel. Sand all over, yes. yeah. 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 I thought that too. Talking of going back to classic Baywatch episodes, there are awful, awful montages in this episode. Mm. Like, so bad. It's, it's like half the episode is a shit music video. Like, <laughs> Did you notice who directed it? No. It's Morkham, Mortal Markham. Captain Thorpe directed this episode. Really? Monty Markham? Yeah, Monty Markham. <laughs> ah, now, does that then explain <laughs> why in the the pool, Harvey pool montage, which is basically Harvey and a load of very beautiful women in very small swimsuits, mm-hmm. lots of shots of, of wet hair and breasts and bottoms, there yeah. was a girl, girl, woman in a yellow swimsuit, and a girl, woman in a green swimsuit, and they they had the most airtime in that that montage. And I just wondered whether they were particularly friendly with the director. Maybe favourites, as I think you put it in one of our other episodes. There were certainly favourites in that montage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if this says more about me or more about Baywatch, but I maybe I've watched too much Baywatch now because I watched that whole sequence of. Lots of sexy ladies dancing around the pool and thought, their mascara must be very good. <laughs> None of that's running. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, probably at this point. That's the, I, don't know. Don't know where it came from. Don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> but what was the point of it? Why was this really horrible scene in the middle? And how did he get there? And what's he doing there? I had no idea what was going on at that point. I thought Probably it was... best not to ask yourself those questions, Dave. Because yeah. you're never going to get answers. <laughs> but I have to. I have to understand a concept of an episode. or It just doesn't work for me. I, I yeah. think I think that, that question, Dave, can be answered by this one one shot in the in that montage of the women in yellow and the women in green. And I've just written down one shot of just breasts and arse, no shame. So the reason that Harvey was in the pool with them was because it, we needed some breast nar shots. Well, yeah, they certainly did that at this point. Yes, yeah, there you go. 
this was very much that yeah. that Baywatch we remember at this point. I think this is the reason. So Harvey essentially doesn't become homeless because he moves in with a load of stewardesses, and he's allowed to stay in their their apartments when they're away on flights. Yeah, so he's still so as home. Long as, as long as they aren't all at home at the same time, he's got somewhere to sleep. Yeah. I Yeah, I think he's still homeless, right? <laughs> yeah. We'd call that like sofa surfing. Yeah, I guess. professional sofa surfing. Yeah. But it's okay because there's 26 seems, of them. Yeah, and he's happy about that. And maybe that was the that was him coming to an epiphany. Maybe they're all the stewardesses that were in the pool. Maybe that was his epiphany of like, oh, I could live with all the stewardesses. Didn't he have a uh, an issue with the stewardesses in a previous episode that we watched? <laughs> where oh yeah, but that's, was... that's presuming that anything carries over from another episode yeah. ever. <laughs> True, that they they all they all knew about his reputation and the steering clear of him. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't like his character. I'm going to say it now. No, me neither. I think the sooner they bin him, the better. Yeah. Especially since he said he offered to Mitch to have the bees and the birds talk with Hobie. I, like Mitch said, no way, and they, apparently he did it anyway. Did it anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Get out of town. I do like, I do like the so- ending though. <laughs> Where, <laughs> the ending where <laughs> Mitch is trying to explain something to Hobie, and Hobie's like, "What?" Harvey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know where to go. So one word I, I've been struggling to say all day is homelessness. That's the how you say it, right? I just say it, yeah. Homelessness. homelessness. How do you think that was treated in this one? Should we get that out of the way now? Well, fucking awfully, obviously. Because yeah. <laughs> 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 it's Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> the way they just at the beginning, Shawnee and Eddie just stared at them for five minutes. Yeah, that was that was just awkward. It's like okay, like, yeah, yeah. There's there's a montage in there, some which looks like they've actually gone and found some real homeless people and filmed them, mm. and that was fucking awkward. Because <laughs> they look they look like, can you just leave us alone, please? You just Money. stop shoving that camera in my face. The montage at the beginning, very very first scene where Shawnee and Eddie come across, it's like suddenly come across this group of homeless people and they're looking at them as though they've never seen homeless people before. Did you notice the man with the wooden leg? Yes. No. That was looked like a table leg. I missed the man with the wooden leg. Yeah, so there was a man, man with the wooden leg sitting on the floor and the shot was not of him, it was of his leg, leg. with the wooden oh, leg. I missed that. And it was really thick, like a proper peg, pirate peg leg. <laughs> I think you know. I'm pretty sure that we've had that Eddie was homeless, right? In previous episodes, Eddie is homeless. I think so. At some point in his life, I thought he was. We were going to get another Eddie life lesson. That seemed to happen every episode. I thought I'm here to talk to Charlie, the girl from the street, about living on the street. Yeah, that seems to be happening every episode. But he just had no understanding of of any of them. He had no sympathy for any of them at all, really, until the end. So it was Eddie's growth lesson this time, wasn't it? Like, oh, homeless people are people too. Oh shit, I didn't realize that. Well, um, I did. I did write that down at one point. I was like, mental illness isn't being well handled in this episode. When is and it for? And then slightly at the end, they kind of made up for yeah. it a little bit. Slightly but... when we went, oh. Oh, you're mentally ill, <laughs> and it's not your fault, and I'm being a dick. That—that's basically comes, the ending. He comes back 
conclusion so quickly from a from one second he's chasing after the man the, the perpetrator of all the horrible things that happened during the episode Hector um, the collector Hector the collector <laughs> and he's running up the hill and he's chasing him oh, I'm gonna get you blah, 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 blah. and then Hector's like no no I'm you know my things I'm you know obviously mentally ill and have and then he goes oh yeah it, and it's like like an, another epiphany but oh that's so fast. I've, I've got another question about mental illness. In Baywatch, they mentioned, is there a difference between a mental asylum and then also just a hospital where you can get treated for mental health problems? Because Hector, mm. the collector, they're like, yeah, he's just been let loose from a mental asylum. I mean, that's a lot worse, right? I, hospital I think for we the would... criminally insane. Yeah, is that I what... think we would call that a secure facility. It sounds yes. like Arkham from Batman. Well, yeah, that's exactly, yeah, what, that's exactly what it is. Because yeah. Arkham oh, is okay. an asylum. Asylum <laughs> for the criminally insane. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But he he'd been released due to lack of funds, and I was just like, <laughs> lack of funds. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put that Gar- in. That sounds good. Yeah. Garner says, "How did he escape?" Well, he didn't. He was released because of lack of funds. It's like, oh yeah. So the state state your state government. We're going to let all the crazy people out. Which is unfortunately probably what did generally happen. That's what happened in the UK as well. But yeah, it was just mental health, mental illness and the impact upon homelessness. You know, they're raising awareness of these issues, but not perhaps in the most sensitively constructive way. No, not at all. The reason that Eddie dislikes this homeless man is because he finds him asleep in his tower he's broken in smashed the window he's asleep in his tower he steals his picture of shawnee because that's his thing he likes to collect things that people care about mm-hmm. how the hell he knows people care about them is I, I i don't know how does he know what people care about it might have been a picture of it might have been a just bought the frame and hadn't changed the picture he didn't know that was someone he cared about was it no no and, it, was uh, a, it was a studio shot really wasn't it it was. It yeah. was a bizarre picture, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and somehow stabs Eddie with a piece of broken glass. Yeah, that was serious. I, mean, I thought it was going to to ribbons by doing that. That was it's a bit well strange, but and there's a weird scene later where Garner's kind of fishing in the sand, and he's like, oh, oh, oh. and he's like, oh yeah, it's the bit of glass that stabbed Eddie. But you surely know he was stabbed with a bit of glass. It's not like you're trying to solve a murder here. I'm trying to find the yeah. murder weapon. And why you know is Mitch he was doing a bit of glass? Why he is, told you. <laughs> why is Mitch doing the policing? Why is he doing it? Mitch saves the day. I've got that written down about four times throughout this episode. Mitch saves the day. Mitch is there. In different ways as well. In different ways, yeah. He doesn't, you know, we know we know that the police don't do anything in Baitwash. It's the lifeguards. And yeah. I'm sure that there was, wasn't there another bit where Eddie was going to go off and do something and Shawnee's like, no, no. And they're just like, no, no, the police aren't going to do this. He does say at some point he's going to go and hunt down Hector the Collector. Yeah, that's the one. It's the police matter. No, I'm going to do it. The only thing that matters is me catching this guy. That's what he, that's what <laughs> that's he what says. It was almost like Eddie was with us on Zoom. God, thank you. I was like, no, you should probably leave that to the police. Oh my God, oh, I don't even want to read what I wrote there. Because <laughs> I, I forgot about the suicide attempt yes. as well. Yeah, yeah. There's the, and that's kind of a bit a step on Eddie's road, isn't it? Because you, so a, home, a, a homeless person starts slowly walking into the sea like the Iron Giant. <laughs> and 
I'm not, I'm not sure how that's a, if that's a good way to commit suicide or not. But still, obviously, he's a very low point in his life, and he's trying to he's trying to kill himself. But and Eddie saves him, and sort of he must be yeah. the same age as me. Uh, like like age has somehow got anything to do with it? Like I, I, just I odd. I feel like they just went too much in one episode. Like we're gonna try and handle all this heavy shit again. Do you know what they could have done? Some of this, some of the heavy shit. If they'd have cut out the stupid, stupid Harvey story and the fucking ridiculous montages. <laughs> They'd have had enough time. Did you notice that in the montage of all the homeless people where it was sort of wobbly wobbly angles around the, the homeless camp that they've either... Come on, yeah, say what it is, artistic. Yeah. Or it's not real. There were no white people. Well, there was one white person in shot. Mm. All, the other, all the homeless people were either black or, um, or other non-white. They're Latino again. Yeah. Yeah. What on Baywatch? <sighs> That might have been the way back in the early nineties, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Well, I mean, the two, the other two, the Hector collect the collector's white, and the, yes. the guy that tries to kill himself in the in the sea is white. Yes, the actual so, act that they're going to pay are white, but the the homeless people that they're probably taking advantage of were not. I'm I'm casting aspersions that the people <laughs> the probably you're probably accurate though. Let's oh, be honest. It wouldn't surprise me. <sighs> no. Something I did notice about the water rescue when Eddie Very rescued the guy who was trying, to, the trying to commit, commit <laughs> yeah. suicide, and because Eddie had been stabbed in the shoulder and was wearing jeans, didn't take the jeans off, Shawnee had to go in and rescue both of them. Of course. <laughs> yeah. It occurred to me that this, all the scenes where they're rescuing people, the shots of rescuing people in, in the water, the light, the is always grey, so it always seems like a grey day. Yeah. But then the shots of them outside the water are full sun. So is it that they, are they choosing to do the grey day shots or the shots in the water on grey days, or are they just happen to do it like mm. that, or is it in a studio? I think, no, I don't think it's a studio, but I think the, the shots on the beach are lit with big fuck-off lights. And obviously maybe the bits in the sea not so much. <laughs> Very hard to get a big fuck off light in the middle of the city. Yeah, it's harder to light. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right, actually. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they colour correct the be... sky a little bit on the beach as well. And it's probably not Eddie, so it's probably that. Sea. I was about to say it's probably the second um, second camera team doing those kind of shots because with the stone guys, because mm. it's clear it's clearly not all the actors like when. Mitch jumped off a bridge. They don't even hide it. That's what I love about Baywatch. They don't yeah. even try and... I thought that too. I was like, they haven't even put a wig on him this time. They've just, <laughs> just, just chucked some random bloke off a bridge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't like that hassle. It's brilliant. A great, great big jump by Mitch in white jeans. And then I had to scrub it out because actually when Mitch came out of the water, he, he had blue jeans on. <laughs> so, the colour runs, They were you know, very light right. blues, so maybe I just, you know... No, no, I think you're probably right. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me that that's what's happened. Did you yeah. notice that Eddie didn't really care about the girl drowning? He ran after Hector, the collector. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great lifeguarding. Great, yeah. great lifeguarding, Eddie. He just wanted his picture back. We did, he, did he, I don't think he even wanted his picture back, Dave. I think he just wanted to, you know, kick his ass for stabbing him. But why? But why, Rich? Because... Baywatch has absolutely no nuance whatsoever. So it's all it's all or nothing. <laughs> so 
So Eddie must be angry or not angry. You know, can't be can't be anywhere in between. I see. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what did happen in this episode that I thought was actually really good. There was a wicked jump scare. Was there? When was that? It was, it was so good you didn't even notice. It's when Hobie <laughs> and Charlie, the homeless girl, were went back to get the diary in the old power plant, which... Uh, must be near the seaside somewhere and they're looking for it and then he just comes out behind them and grabs them really honestly oh. i jumped i jumped oh I, thought you, you... <laughs> I think i was just laughing at this episode so many times it's just like oh this is ridiculous it's ridiculous but i thought that was particularly you know that was good that they went back and hobie managed to um whack him with a convenient bit of wood so they could get yeah. away so this this is this is the the collect, Hector the collector who has a, a reputation a history of theft and, and violence hence why he's been admitted to a state hospital for the criminally insane but released because of lack of, lack of funds but Hobie a piddly little twelve year old boy ten man, ten <laughs> manages to uh, to best this guy who's you know must must be over six foot and very well you know a heavy a guy heavy. <laughs> yeah. Before we get too deep into into the Hobie story, back on the bit where Eddie, where, where Mitch does his massive jump, and mm. they're driving along on the top of a bridge, and Eddie somehow spots like the girl fighting with the Hector Collector under the bridge that they're yeah. driving over the top of. Yeah, he's got X-ray vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How does he see that? It's like caught. It's like line of duty. It's like whoa! How did you see that? <laughs> whoa! You can't have seen that. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon they're in it together, Eddie and Hector the Collector. I reckon Hector's I H. Wish. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's better than who actually H was. No spoilers on this podcast, but I still don't believe that. Oh dear. Anyway, yeah. So, but going back to that <sighs> that bit, the dodgy scene, dodgy stunt man. So yeah. the bit where the scene where you're looking down from the bridge. And Hector, the collector, has got Charlie, the girl, who's a 12-year-old or 13, 14-year-old, and she's got long red hair and sort of a long coat sort of thing. Mm. He, Hector has got Charlie by the, by the shoulders and is sort of wrestling her at the bottom of some steps right by, surrounded by loads of rocks right by the edge of the water. How they quite got there. Not quite sure why. Why she would run down there? I don't know. When she can't swim, according to her mother. But this, but this, it's obviously a stunt double in a really bad wig. I've got like yeah. a man with a really long ratty red hair, <laughs> red ginger ginger hair wig. Oh, that is so obviously a stunt man, a stunt double. <laughs> and then I don't think. Do you actually see them? Sort of see her throwing in, being thrown into the water. I'm not sure. You must do. Uh, I think you, you do. must do. Yeah, I think you sort of do. But they try and play more falls than it's... being thrown than, than is thrown. Yeah. yeah, and it's not very dramatic. And then Hector runs off. And did you know Hector don't... had his own music? <laughs> Why did Mitch jump off? Why didn't they just carry on driving down there? Because by the time they got down there, Mitch still hadn't found the girl. Mitch jumped off about 15 miles away from where she was. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and so. I don't know why. Why didn't he? I don't know. Davis Baywatch. <laughs> no Baywatch a dramatic water rescue. Otherwise, what would be the point of Baywatch? Yeah, absolutely. Well, at this point, I'm I'm asking that most weeks. <laughs> oh dear! 
because stuff's coming up that's already happened in season one. Like Hobie is asking dad about kissing girls. And I'm pretty sure he's kissed a girl in season one. Yeah. He had a girlfriend. Yeah, but we're supposed to remember that season one never happened. That's only your theory. That is no one else's theory. I can't... Wait, oh, I mean, it's pretty season... easy to back up. <laughs> with, the, with his girlfriend, uh, with the record and the dog. Is that season one? That was yeah. season one, yeah. Season... Oh, right, yeah. That wasn't the only episode. Was, it, was that one with the baseball game when he, he dumped a girl in the middle of it because she it was getting bored of her? Oh, that happened the, yeah. One was... Yeah, there's and there's that one where they're on the bit on the go to the island as well. That really horrible episode. And the where first all the props episode, like they were made out of like cheese. And the first ever episode <laughs> when he's oiling the girl's massaging back. Oh the yeah, oil giving the girl a massage. Yeah. So this oh. stuff's not new to Hobie. I don't know. What no, he's no. At. Well, again, like I say, I guess because season one never happened. <laughs> it was all a dream. <laughs> yeah, ultimate so, reality. But we're supposed to believe that Hobie is going through a little phase where he's starting to notice ladies. Oh. So Mitch sets it up where he says he's he's gone to get the like the swimsuit edition of some surfing magazine. It's called he's Surf Rider. Surf Rider, and, uh, and all I've written down is Hobie's turned into a little perv. Yeah, pervy, <laughs> pervy Hobie. That's what I've got as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> And, and the next shot you see of Hobie is he's kind of eyeing up women, basically, isn't he, on the on the beach, which yeah. you know, is a bit odd. And then remind me got... how old he how old is he in a bit? Ten. Are we, are we, we still ten. saying ten? He's still okay, ten. Cool. Yeah, yeah, he's still ten. He might right, maybe um, eleven he... at a push. I didn't write down any of that bit about Hobie being a perv because I just was just disgusted by it. So, oh. <laughs> which you know, I know boys go through that phase and then they turn into men and they never stop being in that phase but I just I've just got Hobie girl shoplifting she gets caught and drops a harmonica that's yeah. literally it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. and to be honest I mean you know like he didn't even do anything to help her did he really I thought he was at least gonna try and help her get away or something but he just kind of watched and went oh she dropped something Maybe this is my in. And then there's the long montage of him, of her walking away through lots of different parts of wherever they are and him happening to walk in exactly the same places, <laughs> like through a basketball <laughs> game and yeah. down, down the street and then happens to come upon her while he's blowing the harmonica really badly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's fate. It must be fate that they meet. He's the greatest detective. He's like <laughs> Batman. <laughs> He's got tiger so vision. What happens when they do meet is also weird, though, right? Yes. So oh, everything in this episode is weird. <laughs> this girl convinces him to put on a hat and play the harmonica whilst yep. not speaking to anyone. And she goes yep. up to people and pretends that he's her deaf brother mm-hmm. and they need money for some reason. I know what, an operation yes. to restore his hearing? What 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 do they need the money for? I'm not sure. But obviously she goes to the wrong person. She goes up to Mitch's... Mitch's well, Hasselhoff's wife, Mitch is going. Kay. Kay. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't realise that who who she met. That's who, that's who, Mrs. Hasselhoff. Yeah. Oh, I see. That's yeah. why she got a part, is it? Because I because I've not seen I've not seen recent um, episodes of. This she is a recurring. She is a recurring, she is a recurring character. character. Oh, and okay. actually, actually, the scenes with her and Mitch are actually quite good because there's, mm. really, there's actual chemistry. Oh. So. Where's what? Where's yes. before Mitch's love scenes have had zero chemistry whatsoever. I remember. Um, I remember listening to one of the podcasts previously where you were talking about the fact that the person that he was supposed to have a love interest in 
there was like zero chemistry, but this other. Oh person. my god! There's one shot where he was he was like holding her in the sea, and he just literally dropped her and was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> just, just dropped her in the sea and shrugged. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you did not like each other. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, normally when Mitch has a love scene, it's like he's trying to kiss his sister. Like it's it's not nice. Yeah, but yeah. There weird. is actual chemistry between those two, isn't there? Yeah, and it's it's nice when recurring characters come back, and you're actually. They're trying to weave some kind of storyline through each episode or yeah. some of the episodes. Do you know what she reminded me of? She's the sensible female lead that actually keeps her clothes on. So she's this series' is Gina. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. You could be right there. She's a journalist. She's a... Yes, got brains. Mm. She's yes. She's not to take her clothes off to get all And get she's got involved. principles. Yes. Because she 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 left her old journalism job because her, her boss was trying to make her write a story she didn't want to write. Right. And now, now she's publishing her own paper, the Venice Voice. The Venice Voice. Yeah. <laughs> not not that I'm saying that Sean or any of the female lifeguards don't, you know, don't Oh, you can talk. say it. Come on. <laughs> but this yeah, this there's an obvious line, isn't there? There's there's the lifeguards and there's this other woman over here, keeps all the clothes on, but she's sensible and she has a key part to play in the storyline. Yes. Yeah. There's definitely different levels of respect to women they have. I would say Shawnee's in the middle somewhere. She's yeah. at the top. And then we've got Harvey's wet dream somewhere down, <laughs> down, the, uh, the, very down bottom. the bottom, <laughs> which I still don't understand. I know we've said it once. I still don't understand what he was doing there. Is that where he's living? Who, how did he get there? Was it the number from the woman that he got on the beach? Maybe it is. Maybe, uh, maybe that's what it is. The woman on the beach, she was the stewardess. He, I've solved he, it. He was moving from the from the lifeguard station with his massive bag to somewhere, and he ends up at this apartment place where there's a swimming pool, and he has arrived. He is home because in his dream, this these, these are all the stewardesses who do live there, but not when he's there. Oh. You've solved it, Dave. Well done. <laughs> There you go. And yeah, then Dave. they build a and then they build a sandcastle and it all makes sense. <laughs> See, this is what this is why Kate helps us make sense of all the episodes that make no sense to us. Oh. <laughs> Which is most the now most episodes. It, 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 it took a long time to get there though, didn't it? It but hurt my we head. Got there. We got it hurt there. my head. Yeah. I would I, I think there's there are some nice bits of uh, of Hobie Hobie sort of being stuck in that between a boy and a man phase, like sitting with his dad playing mousetrap and saying yeah. that he's met a girl that makes him feel funny. <laughs> I liked the bit when he was stroking her hair like a dog. Where was that? Yeah, that was weird. Uh, when she was really sad, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like lovingly, like, oh, there you go. Had mum's missing. He's like, oh, God, this is all I know how to do. I have Rocky the dog. We used to have Rocky the dog. Uh, yeah, and then... well. <laughs> Not quite sure. And at this dog. point, I've written down, but Mitch, I guess um, Faye hasn't told Mitch that they found them begging at this point. So I was like, well, why is Mitch not asking why he's begging? You know, why is Mitch but... taking the girl home? That's oh, now a social service know. job, surely. So, so they, hope, yeah, the girl is crying because her mum's gone off and she can't find her. Because, because the girl and her mother are homeless, get some work, but hasn't come back for a couple of days. So Mitch comes across Hobie when he's stroking her like a dog, saying, there, there, you know, you'll be all right. Yeah. Okay. It's after Hector, yeah. Hector the Collector's stolen her journal. Yeah, that she so writes she's all, in with she's her mum. 
says, come back to the lifeguard station. We'll talk to the police. We'll see if we can find your mum. And then if if uh, if your mum comes here, then we'll make sure all the lifeguards know so that, that she can they can point her to the to lifeguard headquarters. And then the next scene that come. they're all in Mitch's house. And I've just gone. I've written <laughs> safeguarding issues. I've just. <laughs> He's like the, yeah, so he's checked. He's checked with child welfare. He's checked with the police. He's checked with hospitals. And obviously, child welfare are perfectly happy for this girl to stay with Mitch for the night. Yeah, child welfare. You, you've got. A, you've found a child. Yeah, oh, you're. A, you're. A, you're a what? Oh, you're a lifeguard. Oh yeah, keeper. It's fine. Yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Did anyone else think that that both Charlie and her mum looked very, very well dressed and clean for having been homeless for three months? Yeah, especially for a woman who just spent two nights in the Nick for <laughs> reasons that they never say. It was just a mix up. It was just, just a mix up. Just a mix up. Yeah. Where unfortunately, where where does her mum go for jobs? that are just away for a couple of nights and so forth. And I'm like, well, that's never oh, there's there any mention kind of thing. But, um, but then yeah. she gets a job at the end of the episode with Kay at the Venice Voice. So I'm that sure makes, we're going to... That's the worst sure bit of this episode. That's, for me, that's... Oh, the, oh God, the poem. <laughs> <laughs> so she reads out a poem. The girl, Charlie, reads out a poem, which is one of her mum's poems that her mum has written, which God honestly could have been written by a four-year-old. No, no. what? No, no. It was Charlie's poem. Oh, it was Charlie's poem, was it? It was Charlie's poem. Then how on earth does does Faye know that that Charlie's mum's a good writer? Because she said, I need a good writer. They all say, Charlie, that was a great poem. And she says, thanks, my mum's an even better writer. All right, then. We'll take on the basis of referencing a 14-year-old. We'll take you on on the paper. You're hired. (laughs) Woohoo! Our worries are over. Yay! Everything's fixed oh. now. Bye. Every- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's how. But yeah, it was it was a god awful poem. But then I am not a connoisseur of poetry, so all poems are rubbish. Really, poetry. It, yeah, it was. It wasn't great. But I want. We're definitely going to see these characters again, then, aren't we, Rick? Uh, no. <laughs> Shall I check? Shall I Google it and see? <laughs> you said this last week, and you were wrong. That is true. Last week I said we were never going to see these characters again, and it turned Ooh. out in three series time, one of them crops up for thirty <laughs> seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and we said we'd never see Danny Trejo again in Baywatch, and he comes. It, he's not the same character though. He comes back as a yeah. different character. But these people, Kay's offered her a job. We're going to see her at the newspaper. It's definitely going to happen. I'm positive. You reckon? So you reckon no. Charlie and Charlie's mum are going to be around? Beyond this episode, well, they might pop up in that episode again. With the they they're getting closed down, the beaches are getting closed down. Like the other guys coming from, <laughs> maybe, maybe. So and they got happen. they got Mitch got me off the streets. He got me a job. <laughs> Let's have a look. Right, Meantime, so who are we? All listeners. So who plays Charlie? Nikki Cox, Char- Charlene, Charlie Reed, Charlie, Charlie a- Reed. Is she a Baywatch ever again? Drum roll, please. The answer is uh, no. No. Wow. <laughs> oh, 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 I am wrong. She this is, is in Baywatch again. Same but, character? Uh, not the same character. <laughs> oh. 
and a, and a little bit older and more developed. Um, oh, oh my God! <laughs> you you were actually something. right, Dave. It's the one where they're going to shut down the beaches. <laughs> <laughs> she comes back to say <laughs> how they saved her, but for, her name is <laughs> her, her name in that episode is Charlie Dupree instead of Charlie. Or hail, hail me! Or hail. I'm, I'm so, uh, Dave, you predicted it. Unless you've just been looking, watching, you know, looking up nope. MDB. No, I, have, I swear to God I haven't. <laughs> so this one, she's Charlie Reed, but in that, that episode, she's Charlie Dupree. So she must get married. Uh, yeah, she and must grow get married. Up to be happy, but, be but, a poet. But this episode's in 1991 and that next episode in 1994. So she marries young. <laughs> Maybe she's in witness. Oh, shit. <laughs> Well, she's older than she's older than Hobie in this episode, right? She's an is older she, lady. Yeah, she's, she, uh, we don't know how much she, older though. I still wouldn't say she's older than thirteen. Yeah, she's about thirteen. So she's 40. sixteen in three years' time. She's a little, little on the young side to be getting married. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Lewis married his thirteen-year-old cousin. This is true. R. Kelly. This is true. Oh, 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 oh less than about R. Kelly, the better. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So you, so Charlie does come back. You're right. Wow. <laughs> I'm not sure if Charlie's mum ever comes back though. No, she doesn't. She's just in this episode and and never again in another one. Wow. Yeah, there we go. Well, that's something to look forward to in three years' time when we're all going to be like. <laughs> I mean, literally three years. We do what a, a, a series a year at this point. <laughs> Currently, I don't want to depress you, Rich. But we, I think we'll come to the end of this uh, episode that we've got still 15 episodes of this season to go. Oh, why'd you have to say that? <laughs> <laughs> it's bad enough realising we're going to be doing this for the next 10 years of our lives. <laughs> we're going to be 50 by the time this is finished. It's good to have a project, though, isn't it? Something to keep you going, something to, you know, something steady. Uh, that yeah. <laughs> While the rest of, rest of the world crumbles around us, we've still got Baywatch. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we still got Baywatch. <laughs> it says a lot. It says a lot about the show that people are still talking about it. And like, I, I think we should talk about. I don't know if you've seen those pictures of Lily James that just came out. They're doing a, a film with uh, about Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson. I have, yeah. I've got and she looks like about, identical. It's scary, isn't it? It is um, scary. Yeah. What's this? They're um they're doing a film. Well, it's not a film. It's a series, a TV, a oh, is it? TV series on Hulu about Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee Jones. Not Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. Would, Tommy Lee Jones would be funny. Tommy Lee Jones. What was that all about? And then the uh, the lead up to the to their sex tape release, essentially. But and and yeah, Lily James plays Pamela Anderson, which yeah. and they do they don't look alike. But no. somehow in these photos, they made her look exactly like her. It's crazy. And, um, and what's his name? Sebastian Winter Stan. Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier. Yeah. He looks very like Tommy Lee as well. It's scary. Incredible, yeah. But, okay. Yeah, it's amazing. But it's amazing that, you know, Baywatch name's still going. And we'll carry it on for a bit longer until it eventually breaks us. <laughs> oh, do we have to? What's the next, Rich, what's the next episode called? Because I can't look because the computer's still rubbish. I've, I'm sorry, um, I'm, I'm just looking at the Baywatch things again, and I've just realised where I remember, where I, I recognise Charlie's mum from. Um, She's from Twin Peaks. She's the one with the eye patch in Twin Peaks. Don't watch it. No? Yeah, I didn't watch it either. Sorry. I'm, 
I'm afraid. Sorry. Yeah, just me. <laughs> David Lynch isn't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't blame you. It's pretty weird. Um, right. Okay. So the next episode is called. Oh, God. What is it called? Oh, oh God. No. I know. I know what it's called. It's called Thin or Die. It's yeah. called Thin or Die. Thin or Die. Yeah. Yeah. Read, read it to Kate. Oh, yeah. It's a great one. Yeah. Go, go on, on Kate. Just listen. Listen. Why is there no punctuation in this shit? Welcome to <laughs> my world. After an argument with Shawnee about their likes and dislikes, Eddie decides to make her jealous by going on a blind date with a certain Nicole, a woman from a phone answering service in Santa Monica, who turns out to be a very overweight woman. Meanwhile, Mitch and Harvey rescue a stray dog far out in the ocean, which is owned by a captive widow. Oh, there's a full stop. Uh, Mitch takes the dog home to Hobie, where it proceeds to make Mitch's life miserable by messing up the house and interferes with his dinner date. Well, hang on. That's, that's half a story we've already had, pretty much, yeah. isn't it? Mitch yeah, takes the dog, in a stray dog. dog. Yeah. And the other one, well, well I mean, the other one can just the, piss the off. The dog belongs to a captive widow. That's what it says. A captive widow. <laughs> I don't know what a captive widow is. <laughs> I Should it be dating? Is that who comes to dinner date? It's not a stray dog if it's owned by someone, surely. It's a lost dog. Yeah, it's a <laughs> lost dog. Right, what's a captive widow? <laughs> I like how we're skirting around the obese storyline. I'm, I'm I don't want to, to talk about it. that storyline, Dave. As someone who needs to lose a few pounds myself, I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> Offend, offended by not even watching it. Just imagine how you're going to feel this time next week when you watch it. Oh, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch it. I don't know what a captive widow is either. I've Googled it and it's just brought up pictures of black widow spiders. I don't really want to, <laughs> don't really want to look at that. So, what, yeah. what, what ratings next week? A whopping 5.8. Oh, so This was 5.7, so we're on This was 5.7, so yeah, we're... we're on an upward trajectory because point of attack was 5.6 the one before yes I, l- I enjoyed last week's i enjoyed last week's better than this week's i don't know where um, they're getting that from apart from the casual racism then yeah me too oh yeah um, i was like a big casual racism i still want to know what the w-a-t-e-r program is what it stands we'll never for know. we can't we can't <laughs> look back rich now we've got to look forward oh, Fin or goodness. die so or die i don't want to watch this one dave I'm afraid you have to. And that's that. That was Sandcastles. Rich. Well, I'm looking forward to the next episode. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be troublesome, that one. I think maybe we should pre-watch it before we get a guest and see how um, yeah. how troublesome it's going to be. Because mm. if it's anything like we think it might be, uh, it, it might not be an episode up to this point but <laughs> or a couple after that to be honest yeah but thank yeah, you for listening we do appreciate it come back maybe for an episode next week rich what have you got to tell them about stuff about stuff well yes, i like stuff, stuff and stuff is pretty cool stuff yeah. you can of course follow us on our social media uh, we're on facebook and instagram although not very often um, you can also find us on Twitter, which is updated much more regularly and is a really good place to get in touch with us if there's anything you think about the podcast, if you know if there's any questions you've got for us. We've also got an email address, which is Dave. It is. <laughs> you can't remember pod. it either. <laughs> 
Baywatch, Baywatch pod. pod at hotmail.com. Cool. And our social so, medias are all at the Baywatch Pod or the Baywatch Pod if you're on Facebook. You'll find this, don't worry. If you stumble across some American guys, that's not us. That's someone else. Yeah. Um, Good luck to them. Yeah. So give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us a five stars, give us a thumbs up, give us all those things. Tell your friends, get them to come and join the part of the Baywatch party. Tell your nan, you know, we, we worked out that granddads like, this, like Baywatch very much. So, you know, tell your granddad. Uh, that is true. And, uh, and yeah, the more the merrier. Come and join the party. Yeah. And we should also mention, and hopefully, oh, we've got... Well. We've got we've got a new podcast adventure on its way. Oh, yeah. yeah, very. This is this is very very early news. But yeah, essentially, if you like movies, then in a couple of weeks' time, we're gonna have some really really exciting information for you. Yeah, so look out for that. Oh, it's exciting. It is exciting, and I'm not gonna say any more than that. You'd have to let tune yes. into the next one to find out what we're talking about. Oh yeah, Ooh. let's give a bit more information. <laughs> Until next time. Uh, that's me, Dave Dunn. Thanks. And that was Rich. Cheers. Bye. Bye.